Welcome to the LHA Church Podcast. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the message today. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit lhachurch.com. Amen. We're blessed to live in America today. Can you say amen to that? So blessed. So blessed to live in America today. I want to take just a moment, and those of you who are visiting with us today, I want to say a special word of thank you for making us a part of your weekend. It's always great to come together. Our favorite day of the week is Sunday when we can come together, be with brothers and sisters of like faith, and worship the Lord together and lift up His name. What a great day to experience His presence, His love, and His mercy. If you are here with us today, for the first time, we would just want to say thank you for coming to be with us. And if you wouldn't mind taking a moment, and uh, Brother Wayne, if you wouldn't mind sticking on the screen, if you would text the word welcome to that number, that will let us know that you're here. The other option is there is a card in the seat back in front of you. And uh, if you'd rather, you can fill that card out and turn it in the table in the lobby. But either way, if you wouldn't mind helping us so that we would have a record that you are here with us today at LHA. And we're again so thankful to be with you in the house of the Lord. If you have your Bibles with you today, if you'll take them out, and let's go together to Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. Brother Wayne, if you wouldn't mind, I could use just a little bit more light right above me, please. Luke chapter number 4 is where we're heading today. Luke chapter number 4, we'll begin reading from verse number 18. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind and to set the oppressed free. And to proclaim the year or the season of the Lord's favor. Jesus is in the synagogue and he stands to read the word of the Lord. It is handed to him. The scroll from Isaiah is given to him. And he stands to read these words. And after he's read them, he says these words and Uh, Brother Wayne, you won't have this. Look at verse 21 if you have your Bibles. Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. He's saying not only was it prophesied through Isaiah, but he says today these words are fulfilled in your ears, in your hearing. This is become a reality in your life. This week we will celebrate together a day that brings a reminder of the rich heritage that we have as Americans. It was during the American Revolution that the legal separation of the 13 colonies from Great Britain occurred on July the 2nd. It was after the Second Continental Congress voted for independence. And the Declaration of Independence was drafted. Its final approval came on July the 4th. Concerning that day, John Adams wrote these words to his wife Abigail in a letter. He says, The 2nd of July... 1776 will be the most memorable epic in the history of America. I'm apt to believe that it will be celebrated by succeeding generations as the great anniversary festival. It ought to be commemorated as a day of deliverance by solemn acts of devotion to God Almighty. It ought to be solemnized by pomp and parade with shows, games, sports, guns, 
bells, bonfires, and illuminations. From one end of this continent to the other and from this time forward and forevermore. John Adams made this prediction in light of the vote to bring separation from Great Britain and for the American colonies to live in freedom. It was his words of his letter that set a precedent for why we celebrate the Day of Independence as we do. It was a day to celebrate freedom and deliverance. This morning I want us to take a few minutes and consider the concepts of freedom and deliverance. Brother Wayne, I'll just tell you in advance, brother, we may not follow the notes exactly. The Lord began speaking to my heart this morning during worship, especially when we were singing together the song and the words of the song, It is well with my soul. It is well. I don't know if you know the history behind that song. A man's family, his wife and children, crossing the ocean in a great vessel. Because of great difficulty, the ship was lost. All lives aboard were snuffed out. You can only imagine, if you will, for a moment what that gentleman must have went through when he heard the news that his entire family had been lost this terrible, horrific tragedy. History tells us concerning this song, that man got on a boat and was asked to be taken to the exact location where the ship went down. And it was there as he stood on that ship looking into the ocean where his family once resided upon that great vessel. He penned the words to the song we know so, so well. It is well with my soul. This morning I want to talk to you for a few minutes. And I would probably give it this title, Is It Well With Your Soul? Is it well with your soul? Now, the truth is today, because of the world that you and I live in, I can't ask you, is it well on the outside in your life? Because all of us walk through difficulties in this life. It's consistent. The truth is, at different times, different Sundays we come in. That, you know, this week we may come in and somebody at this end of the row is going through a great tragedy and a great difficulty. And the next week it may be the person at the other end of the row. But I would venture to guess statistically there's probably never a weekend that you and I get together in this place when someone is not going through great stress on the outside. Jesus declared it in this way. He said, in this world, you will, will. He didn't say you may. He said, in this world, you will have tribulation. You know, one of the things that difficulties and tribulation do is they bring a word that we know well. It's called fear. How many of y'all have ever experienced fear? I remember many years ago, as a child, I think I was uh, about 11 or 12 years old, my family went to Kings Island for the very first time. And uh, I remember at that time, I had never ridden a roller coaster in my life. And uh, they had what was then, this, I'm getting ready to age myself for some of you young ones in the room, but it was, they were just entering the beast uh, roller coaster at Kings Island. An incredible roller coaster, but if you've never ridden one, 
it was described very well. I remember, you would just have to know my dad. My dad was like, hey, let's go. So we all pile up except my mother. My mom didn't go. And I remember riding in the, the car of that roller coaster with my dad. I, to say I was afraid is an understatement. <laughs> Whoo! I remember the bar in front of you had two bars, and I remember as a kid wrapping my arm through every bar I could get a hold of, and I was hunkered down just waiting on that thing to get over. It's amazing how time changes, because now I could ride that thing all day long. I love riding now. But in that moment, Lord Jesus, I didn't know if I was going to come back or not. I was afraid. You know, we've all experienced fear. I remember the first time that I had to get up when I was in Bible college and uh, to speak. I had a, a sermon class. And what they would do is they would get us up in front of the class and we would have to preach our five or ten minute sermon, whatever it was, in front of a video camera. And then you'd go sit down and they'd replay it and the class would critique you. <laughs> Lord Jesus. To say I was afraid is an understatement. I remember as a young man, I was young and I thought I knew it all. And I remember driving home one night, very late. We had been to, I think as a kid, we had, we had went to uh, Cedar Point that day with the youth group. and So it was late, we got home. And I remember driving home and I was driving faster than I should have. And I got acquainted with a gentleman that night. He was called an Indiana State Trooper. And I remember, you have to think back. You know, a lot of kids today, they get, they get their first car, and it's a really nice car. Some of y'all are my age can remember when you got your first car, it really wasn't that nice of a car. My car was a, a stick shift, and it didn't have much of an emergency brake. And, and the road he stopped me on was one that had two or three hills, and he stopped me right in the middle of a hill. I remember him coming to the car, and then he had me come back and sit in his car with him. I got to sit in the front seat. It was a special moment. <laughs> How? It had to be the grace and mercy of God that I didn't get a ticket that night, but I did not. But I remember getting back in the car and knowing that his squad car was just a few feet behind mine. I'm on a hill. My emergency brake doesn't work good. And all I think of, I'm going to roll back and hit this policeman's car. Not to mention that after I've done all that, I yet have to go home and tell my dad everything. Fear. Fear. I could probably continue to go on for the rest of our time here rehearsing stories where fear has touched my life in many different ways. It's not, you know, often we think of fear and we think in light of things that go bump in the dark and, you know, the things that scare us and horror and those kinds of things. For many people, though, today, fear is something that plagues them on the inside. Fear of what other people think about them. Some people live lives day in and day out. Their routine of life how they do life, what they do in life, what they say in life, how they live life is all centered around what other people think. People walk in fear because of words that have been spoken in their life over the past and they think, I will always be those things. And so they're afraid to step out into anything new because fear wells up inside of them. There are people who, because of things they've experienced, they're afraid their spouse is going to leave them. They're afraid uh, uh, every time that, that, that their young 
kid, I, I gave you a great story there, but every time their teenager gets in the car, they live in fear that will they come back home or will I lose my child? Somebody leaves on a trip, we're afraid something's going to happen to them on the trip. We're afraid there won't be enough money in the bank to cover the bills or the unexpected things. You know, how many of y'all, you don't have to raise your hand on this, but how many of y'all have ever went through things like that and you think, how am I ever going to make it? And you know what? Yet here we still are today. We still make it through every time, don't we? Fear. Fear. Fear of being embarrassed. How many of y'all ever been embarrassed? Y'all should try it from this side. It's so great. It's so great. We were talking just a couple days ago at lunch, Colton and Lillian's wedding. The wedding went so well, and it was such a great wedding, and uh, everything flowed very smooth. And we got to the very end of the wedding, and uh, they, the wedding party had went out, and my job at the end, we'd done the whole thing. Everything's over. We get to the very end, and I was supposed to say, Colton and Lillian would like to thank you for coming, and they've asked that you'll just remain in your seats until they come back in and, and all those things. Has your brain ever done things that you don't know? That's what I was supposed to say. How in the world my brain did this, I will never figure out. My brain took their name, split it in half, and put the component with the other one. And it happened so fast, I had people out there kind of laughing. I knew I'd messed up something, but I had no idea what I messed up. How many of you know those things in life, in being embarrassed, makes us fearful, doesn't it? There are so many today that do not live life at peace on the inside. Like I said, I can't control, I can't control that sometimes you and me might get in front of people and mess up our words. I can't control that... uh, Bills may happen and you don't have the extra money for it. I can't control people getting sick and even sometimes dying. We can't control those things. But that's not what I want to talk to you about today. I want to talk to you about is it well with you on the inside? The Bible says in Luke chapter 4, verses 18 19, Jesus was anointed. To bring good news. How many of y'all know we need some good news? He was anointed to bring him freedom for the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to proclaim liberty to those who are bound, and to declare the season of the Lord's favor. When we think of freedom in Jesus Christ, the first thing that comes to mind, and rightfully so, is we think about the freedom from sin. Aren't you thankful for the freedom from sin? Aren't you thankful for the miracle of salvation in your life? Aren't you thankful today for what Jesus has done, where he found you and where he's brought you to? Aren't you thankful today for that freedom? But often when we think about Jesus bringing freedom in our lives, that's the only area we think about. The Bible tells us that God desires to even give you and I the desires of our hearts. God cares about everything that touches your life. There's nothing you walk through, nothing you face, nothing that you have to encounter that God is not concerned about. God is concerned not only about your soul being transformed for eternity, but God is concerned about your life. There are many things in our world today that uh, people try to do to bring freedom on the inside 
uh, peace on the inside. They try it through wealth. If I just had a little bit more money, everything would be great. If I had some more material goods, everything would be great. I could be living comfortable. I could drive comfortable. Y'all ever had a vehicle that just didn't seem to run right? Remember one vehicle I had one time. Every time the, it, it had some problems, and every time I pull up to a stoplight, the oil pressure would bottom out. So every time I pull up to a stoplight, I had one foot on the brake, one foot on the gas to keep the RPMs up, to keep the oil pressure up, just to keep it going. It's a lot nicer to pull up to a stoplight and the car just does what it's supposed to. You know, we all have some things in our life that aren't going quite right, but the truth is a car that runs right doesn't do anything for me on the inside. A new house with more room and more amenities really won't do anything for me on the inside. Truth is, uh, though we think it might, more money in the bank will not do it for me. There's something at the core of your being that Jesus Christ wants to bring peace to. It's the thing that keeps you up at night. It's the things that make your heart race and your palms sweat and your mind race. It's the area of your life that brings fear worry and anxieties, difficulty. I want to ask you a question again. Is it well? Really? I understand we're in church, and, and I, probably one of the first fears I want to conquer this morning in Jesus' name, is the one that you have to be worried about what other people think and when you respond. The reason I ask that is because I could ask the question, is it well with your soul? And outwardly, we'll go, man, everything's cool. And inside, we know it's not. Some are run and tormented by harassing thoughts and harassing ways and harassing uh, addictions in our life. You know, addictions are not only, you know, alcohol, drugs, tobacco, on and on. Addictions can be fear and worry and depression and anxieties and on and on. So I want to ask you today, if, if we were able to, to bring you up here and if we had some type of an MRI machine that we could scan your body and, and put everything on the screen, what I wonder is, would it tell us that you're well on the inside? You see, the truth is, nobody really knows, do we? We come to church, and everybody says, hey, how you doing? We have one word, fine. It's all great. You ever done that, and your spouse look at you and go, liar? <laughs> Because they know it's not going so great, but yet we just, oh, it's wonderful. I'll ask you again. Is it well on the inside? Is it well in your soul? Are you at is it well Jesus not only wants to heal us physically Jesus wants to heal us emotionally Jesus wants to heal us mentally you know, he wants, it's not just the only the spirit of me, because I am body, mind, and spirit. Not only is he want to heal my spirit, he wants to heal my body and my mind as well. Can I ask you one more time? Is it well on the inside? 
You know, often there's been some times that I have, uh, I'll be honest with you, probably no better time for transparency than right now. It's kind of amazing how God takes you through things before you ever get up to preach them. <laughs> Paul and I had a conversation on the way to church this morning, and I said, you know, there's so many times that I am anxious, worried, and fearful. And it has become just a normal part of living for me. You know what I'm talking about? I'll give you a good example. There's probably not been, I, I have been pastoring here 26 years. I've been in full-time ministry for 30 years. There's probably not a Sunday. In fact, if you were to walk up here right now, you'd see sweaty palms. Not a Sunday. Um, Saturday nights at my house, uh, we try to make them restful and quiet, but often it's concerns about everything being right for the next day. I'm not talking about that there's nothing in life that you know, we need to give our best and do our best. I'm talking about being at peace on the inside. Sometimes worry, anxieties, fears, all those things we could go on with the list, become they're such a normal part of our life, we don't even realize there's an issue going on. Until one time, and the reason, I'll be honest with you, the reason that that conversation came up this morning in the car is because I felt at peace this morning. I thought, man, I don't, normally I'm kind of geared up. I don't feel geared up this morning. My first thought is something wrong. <laughs> Isn't that crazy that when we don't have fear, we think is something wrong? The question comes back again. Is it well on the inside? You know, one of the things that happened when, um, when those people sat down many years ago and they drafted the Declaration of Independence they were setting a new direction for what would be our nation at that time were the colonies. They were declaring we're not going to be what we've been. We're not going to live bound any longer, but we're going to be free. Many years later, it was from the steps of the Lincoln Memorial that Martin Luther King Jr. declared these words, I have a dream. I see things different than they are today. I see things the way they can be, not the way that they are. Paul said these words that kind of line up with what Martin Luther King Jr. was saying when he said, Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to the things that are ahead. Can you imagine your life different? When we talk about being well on the inside, can you imagine life free? Can you dream of freedom from fear? Freedom from anxieties, freedom from worry, freedom from all of those things that have weighed you down for so long. Can you dream of it different? So I ask you again today the question, is it well? Is it well? You know, when you and I go through times and we have to go to the doctor every once in a while, I don't know if your house is like our house, but typically we try to do everything we can to have to keep from going to the doctor. 
Well, tomorrow I'll probably be better. Well, tomorrow, you know, and what happens is that's kind of the way I approach it. But when Paula is not feeling well, I say, you need to call the doctor. You need to call the doctor. Well, no, no more well. Call the doctor. And we both have talked before about inevitably we'll make this appointment and then we'll go to the appointment and we'll be feeling better. And we'll go and see the doctor. They'll say, what's wrong? Well, yesterday I felt this, but today I feel better. You know, people don't go to the doctor when they're well. They go to the doctor when something's going on. You ever feel like that? I have those days too. <laughs> you know, silently we do that on the inside sometimes. You see, when I say, when I ask the question, is it well, what I'm asking is everything like it's intended to be on the inside. And if it's not, we need him. We need his strength, we need his peace, we need his comfort, we need his help, we need his healing. Is it well? Is it well in your life today? Would you bow your heads? Heavenly Father, you are the God who knows us completely. You're the God who knows us on the inside and the outside. You're the God who knows everything about us. Lord Jesus, I pray for people in this room today. That if they were just to be brutally honest, they'd say, you know what, it's not been well on the inside. For some, Lord, They've experienced anxieties and fears and worries and addictions and troubles and strife for so long that they think it's just their lot in life. And it's just become normal for them. Lord Jesus, the Bible says you were anointed to bring freedom. 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 Free. Not just a day free of worry, but a life. Not just a moment free of anxieties, but a life. Not a season free from depression, but a life. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray right now for men and women and young people across the room. They're battling with so many areas, fear of rejection, fear of failures, fearful they'll never be enough, never are enough, fearful of sickness, fearful of death, fearful of trials. Jesus, you were anointed to bring freedom. And Father, I pray this morning in the name of Jesus. 
in the name of Jesus. I ask you today, Father, that the anointing that you declared in Luke chapter 4 would be present in this room. And I pray, Father, today that you bring freedom. And I pray in this moment right now, men and women, young people would begin to dream about free, about being free. About what a day will look like without fear. What a day will look like without worry. What a day might be looking like just being who they are, who you created them to be without the fear of what other people think about them, how they view them, how they see them. As they dream what it might be like not to be afraid in their marriage anymore. What it might feel like to be free to not be afraid in their finances any, anymore. What it might feel like to not be afraid about the future anymore. Really, Father, what we dream about is it being well. It being right. It being peaceful on the inside. So I pray in the name of Jesus. I pray in the name of Jesus for freedom in this place today. With all of heads bowed, and for the next few moments, if you would just stay right with me. Today, if this strikes a chord in your heart and you say, you know what, there are some areas I really would like to be free from. Some areas I'd like to experience freedom. I want it to be well on the inside of me. If that's you, would you just lift your hand right where you're at and say, I just want it to be well on the inside of me. Keep lifting your hands across the room. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Some of you are dreaming right now. As you raise your hand, you're dreaming about that freedom. In Jesus' name, you can put your hand down. In Jesus' name. Father, I pray for every person that's lifted their hand today. God, a dream has been launched in their heart. God, I pray you'll see the dream to fruition for them. God, I do pray for those who even fearful of what somebody else might think. Fearful even to respond or raise a hand. Pray, God, today you'll meet them right where they're at. I pray, Father, today in the name of Jesus that your hand will be upon them. And I pray today for your freedom in their life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Would you please stand with me this morning? When the men gathered in the room and they began to pass legislation that would give them freedom from Great Britain, it was a big move. Today, I want to challenge you today. If you lifted a hand or didn't lift a hand, and you say, today, I want it to be well with my soul. And you say, I want God's help to do that. I'm going to ask you today to take a big step. Curse the spirit of fear in Jesus' name. I'm going to ask right where you're at today, if you say, that's me, I lifted my hand, or I didn't lift my hand, but I really wanted to. I want God's help. I want to go home today with his freedom on the inside, and I want to be well on the inside. If that's you, my friend, would you just step out from where you're at and come and join me, meet me down here at the front. Today, if you lifted a hand and said, that's me, would you please just step out? Friend, don't be afraid anymore. Don't worry. 
No more worry. We curse the spirit of fear. We curse worry. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Curse the spirit of worry. We curse the spirit of fear. The Bible says his perfect love casts out all fear. Thank you, Kenan, for coming down. Any others on the platform, do not let an instrument or a microphone or a keyboard or anything if you want to respond. Don't let a position in a sound booth, at a door, anywhere keep you from day. If you want to respond, now's your time. Now's the time. I want to first of all tell you all today, God loves you with a love that is bigger than you can imagine. And today, though you fight and you wrestle and you have been wrestling on the inside, God knows right where you're at. He's seen it all. And he's here. I want to read one more time these words over you today. These are Christ's words. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news. He has sent me to proclaim freedom and recovery and to set free and to proclaim the season of God's favor. God's favor is right here, right now. Jesus God's favor is right here, right now, in the name of Jesus. All across the room and these in front, just bow your heads right now. We bow our heads and we bow our hearts before you, Father, today. Friend, whatever you've walked to this front with today, you know he knows. And I just want to encourage you, just begin to ask him what you want. In your own words, your own way. What is it do you want? You say, I want to be well on the inside. I want to experience freedom on the inside. Just begin. God, God, I don't want to be bound anymore by fear. God, I don't want to be run. I don't want my life to be run and motivated by fear. I don't want to be harassed any longer by my past. I don't want to worry about tomorrow. I don't want to worry. I want to walk worry free from people. I don't want to walk in the fear of what other people think about me. I want freedom. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray today for freedom. You were anointed to bring freedom. In the name of Jesus, I curse the spirit of fear that has set itself against you, your destiny and God's plan. In the name of Jesus, I pray the anointing of the Holy Spirit to be upon your life to set captives free. In the name of Jesus, I declare the peace of God that passes all understanding to fill your heart your mind, your life, physically, spiritually, emotionally. Right where you at, just say, Jesus, I want to be free. Jesus, I want to be free. Set us free. Just say it with me. Set us free, Lord. Set us free all across the house. Say it with us. Set us free, Lord. Set us free, Lord. Set us free in the name of Jesus. Father, I ask you to touch every person today that's walked to the front of this building. I pray, Father, today for every person that's taken a big step today. In the name of Jesus. 
God, it's not in what we do. It's not in how we can appropriate it. Jesus, you are anointed to bring it in our lives. And we declare in Jesus' name, we want it. We want your freedom. We want liberty. We want peace. The thing that's kept us leashed and tied down. Freedom. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you right now in this moment that the freedom of Jesus Christ will come. Lord, I pray every yoke would be broken and destroyed in the name of Jesus. Every stronghold would be broken and destroyed in the name of Jesus. I pray every chain and every shackle that has been held uh, on people's lives and kept them back. In Jesus' name, I pray for freedom. I pray in the name of Jesus for those who have been bound by worry. In the name of Jesus, free. For those who are bound by anxieties and depression, in Jesus' name, free. Free. For where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Yes, Lord. So, Lord, we just invite you now to come. Lord, fill that place in my life where worry and fear and anxieties have been. God, when we've been worried about the fear of rejection, I pray, God, today we be filled with you receiving us just as we are. God, where we've been worried about our past and our future, I pray, God, you'll be right here today in this very moment. And you would speak peace about our present, our past, and our future. Lord, we just declare today we need your help. Would you just say that, friend? Just say, I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. I need you to come. I need you to come and take that place. I need you to come, Lord. I need you to come. I need you to come. I need you to come in Jesus' name. Come and fill that place. Come and fill that void. Come and bring freedom. Come and bring freedom in Jesus' name. Come and bring freedom in Jesus' name. Come and bring freedom in Jesus' name. Friend, I speak the word freedom over your life. Freedom. Freedom in the name of Jesus. Freedom in the name of Jesus. Freedom in the name of Jesus. You don't have to be who you've always been. You can be free in Jesus' name. You don't have to go where you've always gone. You don't have to do what you've always done. Freedom in the name of Jesus. You don't have to think the way you've always thought. Freedom in the name of Jesus. You don't have to be run by fear, but you can run fear off in Jesus' name. You don't have to be bound any longer, but you can walk in freedom. Freedom because of Jesus' name. Because of Jesus' name. Because of Jesus' name. Father, in Jesus' name, I declare freedom over these people and in these people in the name of Jesus. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. For you are our Prince of Peace. You're our great I am, our everything God. Everything we need, Lord, you are. Everything we need, you are. Now, friend, would you just right where you're at, just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for setting me free. Thank you for bringing change. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now you say, Pastor, surely there's something else I got to do. Friend, it's just free. It's not a hard thing. We just got to receive. We just got to receive. I want to encourage you with a couple thoughts now. Because I can promise you this, our, we have an enemy. He's not going to like where you're at right now. So I want to encourage you to do something. I want to encourage you to set some new direction for your life. When the signers of the declaration, they signed it, they said, we're going a different direction. We're not going to be who we've always been. We're going to be who God's made us to be. Today, you walk forward, you said, I'm making a declaration of my life. I'm not going to be who I've always been. I'll encourage you, set some new priorities. You've often wondered what it would be like to be free. Set those priorities in your life. The worst shame 
is for somebody to be free and yet keep living like they're bound. I want to encourage you, what you've always dreamed about, what you said, I wonder what it'd be like to be this. Just start living that way. Start walking like all you're doing is reciprocating what Jesus Christ has already done in your life. It's like the person who says, wow, I know I've been forgiven, but I'm not living like I've been forgiven. Friend, you just got to start walking in his freedom. Oh, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Father, I ask you today, just for that revelation in our hearts today. The revelation in our hearts that you've begun a good work in us today. The revelation in our hearts that you are stronger than our past. You're stronger than the thing that plagues us. You're stronger than the things that's harassed us. You're stronger than the things that have addicted us. You're stronger than the things that have kept us up at night and kept us filled in worry. God, you're stronger than all these things. So help us to take refuge in you. And Lord, even though the storms may blow around us, because of you, we can say with full confidence in you, it is well on the inside of us. Lord, I pray you would fulfill these words, not only in our ears, but in our hearts today. We trust you. We trust you. In Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, would you say something across the house with me? Will you just say, it is well? It is well. Say it again. It is well. It is well. In Jesus' name. Now may the Lord our God bless you. May he strengthen you. May he give you strong resolve. May he give you great faith to believe that he who began a good work in you will complete it. May he give you great boldness. Great boldness to stand firm in your faith. And may he give you dreams for him like you've never had before. In Jesus' name, may these words be fulfilled in your life. God bless y'all. We love you. We thank God for you. And today we rejoice in Jesus' name with you. God bless y'all. Have a great day. May the joy of the Lord always be your strength. God bless you.